heirs of the kingdom. We have a right to the heritage of God. We are sons. We are blessed. We are loved. Welcome, everyone. We are heirs of the kingdom of God, sons of the Father, having a right to heritage along with Christ, freely giving everything that we need for life and godliness. Today, we're going to be discussing kingdom revival. It's wonderful to have you all. My name is Osi, one of the fellow sons at the Sonship Place. Let's start with prayer. Father, we thank you. It is wonderful to fellowship. It is wonderful to rest as a son. Thank you for giving us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Thank you for making every complicated thing easy. Thank you for making it known that we are not alone. Thank you for putting your consciousness in us. Thank you for putting the fullness of your of the revelation of your reality in us. Thank you that we can come to a place of rest. Father, our hearts are heavy and minds are full. We have come to unburden and rest in you. Life is hard enough. We have come to seek comfort in you. Situations are tough. We have come to be renewed and re reinvigorated in you. Thank you for the rejuvenation of your spirit, the restoration that comes with being in the spirit. Thank you that we come alive by the resurrection and the life in us. Thank you that by the life we find delight. And in the light we have the light, the way to see the path to go on. For you are our way, you are the path. And in you, there is always a way where there seems to be no way. Thank you for victory that comes with being in our Father. Thank you for the testimony of favor. For we are favored by God. We don't have to seek favor with men. For our person is in power, so all things work together for the good. As we have gathered, Father, we are restrengthened, we are, we are assured, we are confidently assured in you. Thank you for a time as this. Thank you that we can fellowship. Thank you that as we have gathered in fellowship, everything that you have set aside for this time, we shall receive it. Everything that you have called us to receive in you, we, sh we shall receive it. We decree that all ministry is aligned. We decree that we move in purpose. We superimpose your will in this time in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for everything. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, today we're going to start. Our topic is kingdom revival. We hear, we always hear about kingdom. We always hear about revival. These topics are almost are the things we often hear in church. I propagate the kingdom and go and spread the kingdom. I, revival must come. We must pray for revival. How many services have people been have, has been have there been held so that revival can happen in the church? So that revival can come. It is time that the church stop looking for in prayer what they have received by belief. It is time for the church. To stop looking for in activities what they freely received in Christ. It is time for the church to stop looking for in works 
what they received in faith. Faith has worked it. Grace has brought it. It is time for us to rest in it. Kingdom is one of the things. Revival is one of the things that have been received and are products of kingdom in us. So let us interrogate what kingdom is. Let us interrogate what revival is. And let us see how in scripture, how the word has proved that it is present. I know that we will be handling and tampering with a lot of people's theologies and a lot of things that people have done for, a long, for long periods of time in ministries. But please understand, because you have been doing it for long does not make it right. Because a person has been doing something for years does not make it the right way to do it. The ends does not justify the means. If the ends justify the means, when Moses struck the rock instead of speaking to it, because water came out does not mean he did the right thing. It cost him entrance into rest, entrance into the promised land for him. So that result is produced does not mean the means was right. We are in a time with God where we are not striking rocks, we are speaking to it. The rock is Christ. We are not striking him anymore. It's not about works. It's about intimacy. We are in this season as believers where we are no longer on a treadmill of performance. We enter into rest. We enter into what Christ has done and we simply rest in it. We are no longer striking rocks. For the Christ, the rock was struck that the spiritual water may come from the rock. The Holy Spirit has now come out. Out of our belly flows rivers of living water. So we have now drank from that spiritual rock. And we are now hidden in that same rock. We are now witnesses of the glory. So not only are we witnesses, the rock is now an existence in us, forming a territory where the glory of God is made manifest through the believer. The rock was struck by his father for it pleased him to bruise him it pleased the father to bruise him that in bruising him we come into the heritage of him any theology that does not match the theology of the thieves on of, of the thief on the cross is not for you all the thief did was believe christ he was not baptized he did not confess his sins he did not any all the things that the church asks you to do. Our assignment is to confess and believe Christ. Confess Christ, believe Christ. For he he who knew no sin became sin, that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ. So we exchange our confession of sin for Christ. He became sin that we can confess him. So instead of confessing sin, we confess he who became sin. So we confess Christ. So the confession of Christ is the identity of the believer. Any theology that does not match the thief on the cross does not match what Christ did because God does not do favorites. He's not playing favoritism. He's a just judge. So what goes for one must go for all. Are we tracking people? Kingdom. What is kingdom? See, kingdom is a country, a state, 
or a territory ruled by a king or queen. So kingdom is a space, a boundary, a territory governed by a lord. You are the territory. You are the space. You are the region. You are the existence governed by the lordship of the father. You are kingdom in a place. Another definition. Kingdom is the spiritual reign and the authority of God. He reigns in the believer that the believer reigns on earth. So God reigns in you that through you he reigns on earth. So because you are on earth, kingdom has come. Because you are on earth, because you are in a space, kingdom has come. But as usual, you know, we cannot say O.C. said it. Scripture must prove scripture. Word must prove the word. So it will not be man saying it. Since we are Christians, we are Christ-like, and we follow the word, whatever is said must be proven in the word. So no one can... The gospel is so simple that you need a pastor to confuse you. Let us all go to the word, because it is easy when the word says it itself. Are we all tracking, people? Let's go to the scripture. We are going to start with Luke 17, 20 to 21. Luke chapter 17, verse 20 to 21. I'm reading it in um, Amplified. Luke chapter 17, from verse 20 to 21. I'm reading in Amplified. And I read. Now, having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he replied, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed or with visible display. So the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God that is coming, is not coming with signs or visible display. Nor will people say, look, here it is. So the kingdom of God is not a tangible thing that is located in a place. So it's an arbitrary thing that is a result of something. Let's keep tracking. Or, there it is, for the kingdom of God is among you because of my presence. Let me repeat that. The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed or with, with a visible display. Nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is. For the kingdom of God is among you because of my presence. So, what we can infer here is, the kingdom of God is as a result of the presence of Christ. So if Christ is in you, the kingdom is in you. So we need to know what is this kingdom that has come to the believer as a result of the presence of Christ. That is not something tangible by signs and wonders as we think signs and wonders are. It is not a location as we think locations are. But this kingdom is something that is a, is a result of the presence of Christ. So because Christ is in us, kingdom has come. So what is this kingdom that has come as a result of Christ's presence? Romans 14, 16 to 17 answers the question. Romans 14, from verse 16 to 17. I'm reading it in Amplified also. Romans 14, 16 to 17 in Amplified. It says, Therefore, do not let what is a good thing for you 
because of your freedom to choose, be spoken as evil by someone else. Okay? For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking what likes, what one likes, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. So, the kingdom of God is the end product of the Holy Spirit at work in you. So, everything we receive in the Holy Spirit is kingdom. Because the Holy Spirit is the consciousness of the Father in you. The Holy Spirit is the fullness of the Father available in the believer. The Holy Spirit is that which is the power of the Father present in the believer. So, by Him in you, the product of the Father is made manifest in you. So, by that product, kingdom is in you. So, kingdom is the end product, the end result, the fruit of the Holy Spirit at work in you. And the Holy Spirit is at work in you as a result of Christ's finished work for you. So Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope for kingdom. Christ in you is the, is the, is the, produce, is the catalyst for kingdom in the believer. Christ is the catalyst for kingdom in you. So we are not looking for kingdom because kingdom is in us. You know what? Let's declare. Let's declare. We're going to have three declarations today. Let's declare the first time. So, I'm going to say it slowly. I choose to believe, decree, and declare that I rest in the love of God for me in Christ. I rest in the protection of God assured by his love. I bring down all my defenses and walls. I choose to match my attitude with the likeness of God in love. I rest in the wisdom, direction, and discernment of the spirit of love in me. I choose to be as welcoming as Christ was on the cross and is and continues to be. I choose to see the love of God at work in me as my strength, not as a weakness. My heart is steadied by the love of God for me in Christ. Well, slow down. Let me start again. So, I said I was too fast. Sorry about that. I rest in the love of God for me in Christ. I rest in the protection of God assured by his love. I bring down all my defenses and walls. I choose to match my attitude with the likeness of God in love. I rest in wisdom, direction, and discernment of the spirit of love in me. I rest in the wisdom, direction, and discernment of the spirit of love in me. I choose to be as welcoming as Christ was on the cross. I choose to see the love of God at work in me as my strength, 
not a weakness. My heart is steadied by the love of God for me in Christ. I have joy. I spread joy. I embody the righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Spirit. I embody the power and the love of the kingdom of God. If the kingdom is at work in you, everything that comes with the Holy Spirit is at work in you. You are in a place. Kingdom is in a place. You are in a place. Kingdom has come. Let's keep tracking. You know, one scripture said it. Let's see if another, if it's repeated again, this kingdom thing. And let's go to um, Matthew chapter 12, 22 to 29. We'll read it in the Amplified Classic. Matthew 12, 22 to 29. We'll read it in Amplified Classic. It says, I read. You can say, uh-huh, uh-huh, if you're there. Then, a blind and dumb man under the power of a demon was brought to Jesus and he cured him so that the blind and the dumb man both spoke and saw. And all the crowds of people were stunned with, with bewildered wonder and said, this cannot be the son of David, can it? Because they remember the prophecy, what the son of David will do, bring good news to the poor, Prisoners that they're prisoners no more, no bruise. A lot of things that they saw. So he, he looked like the prophecy. He looked like the prophecy that matched the bloodline of the kingdom of David. The son from the kingdom. He looked like a son from the kingdom. You are a son from the kingdom. So you can do all things that Christ has done. 24. But the Pharisees hearing it said, this man drives out demons only by and with the help of Bezalbub, the prince of demons. And knowing their thoughts, he said to them, any kingdom that is divided against itself is being brought to desolation and laid to waste. And no city or house divided against itself will continue to stand. So, in my father's house, there are many, many mansions. How can there be mansions in a house? No, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. So in his house, there are dwelling places. In his kingdom, there are dwelling places. So in, the, in him, so he goes to prepare a place. So in Christ, by his presence, we have received kingdom. By his presence, we have now become a dwelling place of God. So by him, by his presence, we are now a house of God. By his presence, the house is the kingdom. So the house cannot be divided against itself. We are one with him, having the authority of him to propagate of, on earth everything that he is. So the assignment of the believer is to embody kingdom, embody the lordship and the reality of Christ. 26. And if Satan drives out Satan, he has become divided against himself, disunified. How then will his kingdom continue to last or continue to stand? And if I drive out demons by the help of Bezebub, by whose help do your sons drive them out? 
For this reason, they shall be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God, now the Spirit of God has entered the matter. The Spirit of God has come into the discussion. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you before you expected it. So by kingdom, you have authority to do and be as Christ is in every space. So by the Spirit of God, the product of kingdom is a testimony for you. Or how can a person go into a strong man's house and carry off his goods, the entire equipment of his house, without first binding the strong man? Then he indeed he may plunder his house. Christ bound the strong man. The strong man was seen dead and the grave. The strong men, they were bound in the victory of the cross. They were bound in the finished work. Now he has plundered the space. So we have now become, he parades us as a fragrant, as as proof of his triumphant victory so that we can become so that we can become a fragrance of the knowledge of christ unto the world blessed be god who parades us as proof of his triumphant victory so he parades us as plunder he parades us as proof that he has won he parades us as he what he has plundered from the enemy the strong men were bound in the victory of the cross so that is why it is called the finished work but the Holy Spirit, who is the proof of kingdom, comes into us so that the kingdom of heaven now touches the earth. So heaven and earth meet in kingdom. So the kingdom of heaven is replicated in you. So kingdom has come so that the will of God is done on earth. You are kingdom in the space. So he plundered them that you may receive the inheritance in him. He plundered them so that you may receive. So he pursued, he overtook, he overtook, and he recovered, and he presented it to you. So faith worked it, grace brought it, and then we receive it in rest. Are people tracking? Kingdom. Kingdom. Is this making sense, people? Are we tracking? Let's go to another scripture. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 to 8. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 to 8. When he was, this is when the first time he sent them out. He, Jesus is sending out the disciples to go and preach. And he has, after Matthew, the, people like to talk about the Matthew 10 anointing. The Matthew 10 of authority, okay? The Matthew 10 authority is the proclamation of kingdom on the believer. You, we should not be praying for Matthew 10 anointing. From the day you believed, you received the Matthew 10 anointing. You know, people have formed doctrines on the Matthew 10 anointing. From the day you believed in Christ, because Christ, as Christ is in you, the Holy Spirit comes. So your Holy Spirit, kingdom is, a, is the salvation package of the believer. Kingdom is the salvation package of the believer. From the moment you believed, kingdom came to you. Kingdom has come. So since Christ is in you, kingdom has come the result of his presence is kingdom at work in you christ in you kingdom has come kingdom is part of the salvation package of the believer is a complementary gift that is at work in the believer so that the believer can bear fruits matching the nature matching the power matching the presence of god by kingdom the believers the believer bears fruit 
matching the nature, matching the power, matching the presence of God. Kingdom makes you as in the image of the I am. You are a kingdom production. I found it interesting. It's like, you know how we have songs and um, you have the DJ on the DJ will do all this wiki wiki kingdom. So for you, the music of your life has been DJed by Christ. You are a kingdom production. Matthew 10 from verse 5. I'm reading from 5 to, let me make sure. Matthew 10, 5 to 8. 5 to 8. I'm reading amplified. Matthew 10, 5 to 8. I'm reading amplified. Jesus sent out these 12, instructing them. Do not go among the Gentiles and do not go into a city of Samaritans, but rather go to the lordship of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom is now in your hands. The kingdom has come. You have now received kingdom. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely do you give. Now interrogate that scripture. Does it not sound familiar? It sounds like something that we have seen in scripture before. So he says, the kingdom, so as a result of kingdom, these things now happen. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Hmm. This scripture seems familiar, like we have heard this scripture before. Yes, you have. Mark 16, 14 to 18. This is where you heard the scripture. Mark 16. 14 to 18, same amplified. Later, Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples themselves as they were reclining at the table and he called them out to account of their unbelief and their hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen from death. And he said unto them, go into the world. Again, he's telling them to preach. He's telling them, go into the world, preaching the gospel to all, all creation. Again, same thing. Remember, preaching what? Kingdom. Talking about kingdom. For the king, telling them that the kingdom is as a result of his presence, they have received kingdom. He who has believed in me has been baptized and will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment. But he who has not believed will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who have believed. Okay. In my name, they will cast out demons. Wait, 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 wait. It looks like what he talked about as a result of kingdom that they were preaching. So by belief, we received kingdom. These signs will accompany those that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. Kingdom is a, is a nature that follows you. Let me repeat that. Kingdom is the atmosphere that follows the believer. By belief, we have received kingdom. Kingdom. Is the atmosphere that follows the believer. It didn't say these signs they shall walk, these signs they shall do, these signs they shall experience. These signs follow. Kingdom is an act, is the atmosphere of the believer. So as you are, so is he in this world. As he is, so are you in this world. As he is, where is he in heaven? Seated in Christ, seated, seated on the right hand of the Father. So as he is, not as he was. Not the man that walked on earth. Not the man in Galilee. The man, the God-man on the right hand of the Father. As that one is, exalted on high, far above principalities 
as he is in his presence of the father as he is glorified above the angels as he as he is superintendent and lord as he is governor of all things as he is power over principalities as he is light in the darkness as he is the beginning as he is faith as he is the word as he is son as he is savior as he is so are you in this world so you become the atmosphere of Christ in every place that you are. Kingdom is the as he is testimony of the believer. Kingdom is the as he is testimony of the believer. Kingdom is the as he is testimony of the believer. So if the resurrection and the life is in you, because you know as I, this word revival 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 is a new production revival is a restoration to life because someone has passed out someone is that you need to revive him give him life you have been given life revival has come so ah um, um this thing is out of date it's out of pass revival is making new so you have been born again at new revival has come Oh, revival oh you are weak give him strength revive him revive for the same you are for i can do all things through christ who strengthens you so the strength is in you the strength now is in you so you have strength revival has come so every definition of revival christ and the holy spirit fulfilled it so it is an insult to the work of christ and the presence of the holy spirit because the holy spirit came down he never went back up when the holy spirit descended at pentecost the bible did not say he went back to heaven so when we pray prayers like holy spirit come down come down come holy spirit come down come down to where he never went back up if you are in the place you son of god you child of the living god you as he is believer if you are in the place revival has come we should no longer be looking for in prayer what we have received by belief Paul and Peter, who, who they said walked and their shadows healed people. There's no record that said Peter was praying as his shadow was healing. These signs follow. He's an atmosphere of kingdom. So because he understands and agrees with his nature, he becomes the atmosphere of Christ. You are son. You walk in a place, healing has come. You walk in a place, the atmosphere of the kingdom. Because wherever the spirit of God is, there is liberty. So liberty has come. Your resurrection and life is in you. Life has come. By his stripes, we were healed. So healing has come because you have stepped into the place. You are the atmosphere of Christ. You carry Christ. So what is the Christ you are carrying doing to your atmosphere? The problem with the believer that he spends too much time complaining about his atmosphere rather than agreeing with what the creator has said, light be. And he, he also said, he said, light be. So when he noticed the darkness in the situation, he said, light be. But the Bible has said, you are the light of the world. So when he looked at the situation, he said, you be. You be. So in you, the kingdom has come into being that transformed the situation. So you become an answer to the prayer of God. So what God required for this, you become an answer to the prayer. When someone comes to you, uh, 
man, you don't know this thing you did for me. You don't know how much it was an answer to my prayers. So in that moment, you became an answer to the prayer. But it should not just be momentarily. It should be a life existence. That each moment you step into life, as kingdom, you become the prayer. So that prayer is not an action. It is the nature of the believer. Prayer is the nature of the believer in kingdom. That is why when they asked Jesus in Matthew 6, 17 to 13, he said, Lord, teach us how to pray. What did Jesus say? Let's break down that prayer. Matthew 6, from verse 7 to 13. Matthew 6, from verse 7 to 13. I'm reading it amplified. And he said, when you pray, do not use meaningless repetitions like the Gentiles do. Basically, short form, don't look for in prayer what you have received in belief. It is not in prayer. He said, and this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name that they will cast out, they will cast out demons. It's not in prayer that demons are cast out. It's a, it's a product of belief. In, they will speak new tongues. It is not in prayer that the tongues are now established. It's a, it's a product of belief. They will pick up serpents. It is not in prayer that you now have to look for prayer. I'm about to pray so that I can pick up the serpent. Paul did not pray when the serpents beat him. He looked at it and kicked and shrugged his feet because these signs follow them that believe. It is not in prayer. I'm about to drink. I'm about to drink this thing that is poisonous now. Let me pray over this food. Okay, what happens if you are not able to pray? Then is your father so wicked that because you prayed, you did not pray before you went out, before you left the house, he will now make sure something strikes you so you will die. He, he ceases to protect you because you did not pray. He ceases to, ah, oh, no, no, no. My child did not remind me that, he, that he's going outside. So because he did not pray, I'm a wicked father. I will let something happen to him to show him that he must pray. Pray without ceasing is, is living in, do not cease to rest in the nature of son, nature of the I am. That is how you pray without ceasing. Rest in kingdom, be a product of kingdom. Let's prove it in scripture so it won't be OC said it. Let's go to scripture. Matthew 6, 7. When you pray, do not use meaningless repetitions like the Gentiles do. For they think they'll be heard because of their many words. You, the word is in you. You don't need many words. The word has produced everything pertaining to life and godliness in you. So you don't need to keep repeating words so that God can hear you. So do not be like them, praying as they do. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Look at Daniel. Daniel when the angel said, while you were yet asking, the Lord sent me. So it was not about his asking. Even Ephesians 3 says superabundantly more than you can ask, think, or pray because you can only pray based on your revelational knowledge in, to God. So basically, what you do, how many times have we gotten things we did not even know we, pray, we could have prayed for? So praying without ceasing. So are you going to stay on your knees the whole day and pray, pray in every moment? Prayer is a nature. The nature, the nature of kingdom. A nature of perpetual oneness with God. He said, pray then this way, our Father who is in heaven. Why did he start with our Father? So the beginning of kingdom is in the identity of sonship. For we are a kingdom of sons unto our Father. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So we are a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. So our kingliness is after the priesthood of Christ. 
We are sons alike in the nature of Christ. We are kingdom of priests after our father. Our father who was in heaven. Where is heaven? Where is heaven? Heaven has now come into you because wherever Christ is, heaven is. And so since Christ is in you, heaven is in you. The kingdom of heaven is now in your hands. Our father who is in me, our son, the father is in me. Because if the Holy Spirit is in you, the consciousness of the father, the Holy Spirit who is the consciousness of the father is in you. The father is now at rest in you. Our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. I hallow your name. What is hallow? To set apart. So, I am set apart in your name. I am set apart in your identity. By kingdom, I am the difference in the place. By kingdom, I am not like the others. So, what he did in this prayer, as you will notice, he told them their identity in kingdom. He did not teach them how to pray. He taught them identity, not an, not an action, not an activity. Prayer is first an identity that produces, that results in an activity. It is not an activity that creates an identity. Kingdom is, a, is the product of the person in you, not an activity to result the person in you. It's as a result of the person. Kingdom is the product of the person. It's the product of a being. Kingdom is the product of a being. So you are a being. You are the atmosphere of a being as a result. You are a being and you are the atmosphere of a being as a result. Kingdom makes you the production of the Holy Spirit. Kingdom makes you a being. Kingdom makes you an atmosphere. Kingdom makes you a nature. So prayer is an action and a nature in kingdom. So the nature produces an action, not the action introduces a nature. No. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. So your righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, your power in the Holy Spirit, your nature in the Spirit has come. And so because the Holy Spirit is now in me, your will be done. So the kingdom come, your will be done. So what is the kingdom? Righteousness, peace, and joy. What is the kingdom? The production of the Father in us. So as a result of the Holy Spirit in us. And it's, the Bible says the Spirit searches all things and sounds the heart of God. So now, because kingdom is in you, you have searched all things. You know the heart of the Father. You know his desire. So you establish his will on earth as it is in heaven. Kingdom. Say, give us this day our daily bread. In him was light. Say, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He separated light from darkness and the light he called day. Light he called day. Light he called day. Light is a person. That person is called day. Light he called day. Day is a person. And the son of righteousness. For day has risen in our heart. He has risen in our heart. Light has risen in our heart. Day is a person. And as long as it is day, man has. So day is a person. Day is in us. He who is called day is now in us. So by kingdom, by the presence of day, we have the bread of life. So remember I said, kingdom has come as a result of my presence. That's where we started this conversation. So by the presence of day, you have kingdom. Give me day. Give me my revelation of Christ, who is the bread of life. So as king is telling you your heritage as sons, because he's in you, you have day. You have light. Darkness comprehends you not. Your discussion is not about darkness monitoring you, for darkness cannot comprehend you. Your discussion is not about... Let's declare. People, let's take the second declaration. Second declaration. I choose to believe, decree, and declare that. I choose to believe, decree, and declare that I am breathing. 
I am surrounded by power. I am centered in love. I am equipped with a sound mind. The zeal of God is in me. I move for the pleasure of God. I walk in the excellence of his nature. By the Holy Spirit at work in me, I have the full mantle of God. I have the signet authority to represent Christ. I have the signet authority to represent Christ. I have the capacity to do great works in Christ. I execute from the power of, king, of the kingdom. I have the capacity to do great works in Christ. I execute from the power of the kingdom. I rest in the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I rest in the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Grace has done it for me. Grace has done it for me. So give us this day a daily bread. We're back to the prayer. Give us this day a daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors, letting go of both wrong. So for we who believe, who now know, we believe, we recognize what faith has done. He who has been forgiven is able to forgive much. He who grace has been given is able to offer grace. From the revelation of the love of God, kingdom births kingdom. Life gives birth to life. Love gives birth to love. We are able to offer the same that we have received from kingdom. And do not lead, for those who are led by the spirit, we who are beneficiaries of kingdom, we are led by the spirit. We who are sons are not led into temptation. We are led by the spirit. And since, the, since we are saved, for you to be saved means you have been saved from something. You have been delivered from something. You have been protected from something. So we who are saved are delivered from evil. And that is why he now says, For yours is the kingdom. We belong to him. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all that dwell within, we belong to him. So for we who belong to him, we can then say that we who are sons, he we belong to him. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. And the power, who the spirit of power, Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. In Christ is the glory. And since Christ is in us, we have the wisdom of God. We have the power of God. We have the glory of God. And we belong to him. That's why he can then say, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. That's why he also says, let your light shine before all men, that they may see you and give the glory from seeing you to your father. Kingdom makes you the prayer. Kingdom makes you the glory and power of God in a place. Kingdom has come. Revival has come. You have come. Revival has come. And the, your, the kingdom of God in you is a forever discussion. It's an eternal thing, not a temporal. And we close with 2 Peter 1. We're going to close with 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 1 to 12. We're reading it in TPT. 2 Peter 1, 1 to 12. We're reading it in TPT. And I read. This is a letter from Simon, Simeon. Oh, sorry. This is a letter from Simon Peter. A loving ser servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to those who have been given a faith. 
you have been given a faith. You are the ones who have been given a faith. The person who is faith, who is Christ, has been given to you. Said as equally precious as ours through righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. So in Christ, in Christ, who is faith, you have received faith. You have faith for faith. You have grace for grace in Christ. You have kingdom. Two, may grace and the perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So grace, grace, grace produces kingdom in you. By grace, by kingdom at work in you, you have peace. You have righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Three, and everything in kingdom, you have everything. So he freely gives us all things. Kingdom produces, kingdom produces, kingdom results in, kingdom produces, kingdom results in everything you need for life and goodness. Because the life himself is in you. And the consciousness is in Father, of the Father, works out godliness in you. So in kingdom, you have life and godliness. So you are not powerlessness over to sin. The powerlessness to sin that the enemy tells you that you are, or tell, the enemy tells you that you have, that is no longer true. Because kingdom has made you powerful in Christ. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. You also, Jesus said, if I do these things by the power of the spirit, it means that kingdom has come. So, the life and godliness is present in the power of the spirit. So that means life and godliness is present for, in kingdom in you. So by kingdom, you receive life and godliness. Everything that helps you be an overcomer in life. Everything that makes you walk in the nature of godliness. Kingdom has brought it to you. And since you have it, you bring it to every place that you are in. You are a multiplicating, you are a multiplicating statistic of Christ in a place. Kingdom makes you the multiplicating statistic of Christ in a place. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him, who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of goodness. As a result of this, he has given you, a mag given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, we can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of this world. Kingdom brings you into partnership with God. For those who represent kingdom are partners with God to manifest his will on earth as it is in heaven. So you who represent kingdom are a manifestator, a testator, a witness, a testifier, an image of everything, everything that heaven has occurring. So you become heaven on earth. You are a partner with God as a revelation and manifestation of kingdom. That's why he says in 5, devote, so devote yourself to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness. See, you have entered the fruits. The kingdom produces fruits. So sup the supplementation of us comes in kingdom. Your faith with goodness. Your goodness adds understanding. Understanding adds strength of self-control. These are all fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of kingdom at work in you. The fruit of the Spirit are fruits of kingdom at work in you. Because you are a kingdom production. Keep saying. And understanding adds self-control. And self-control adds patient endurance. And to patient endurance adds godliness. And to godliness adds mercy towards your brothers and sisters. Kingdom makes you look like God.
to those that, are, that surround you. Look like God, not by signs and wonders that follow your belief. Look like God by the nature of love that, that showcases in your character. If a believer, if a person claiming to be a believer does not love like Christ, he's not a representation of kingdom. And then, because the gifts of God are without recompense, that the person can sh works in the gifts does not mean that they are intimate with the giver. They can just be in a place where gifts are given. Let me not go into that. I don't want to go off topic. Seven, and godliness add mercy towards your brothers and sisters, and mercy towards others add on any love. Since these virtues are already planted deep within. So he says supplement, but he's telling you that these virtues are planted deep within. What is he telling you? That all these virtues that are supplemented are a result of kingdom. All the virtues, the character development of a believer is a result of kingdom at work in him. Character development of a believer is a result of kingdom at work in him. Eight, since these virtues are planted deep within and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. The more you rest in kingdom, the more you know Christ. The intimate knowledge of Christ is at rest in kingdom. But if anyone lacks these things, he's blind. I love how Peter did not dilly-dally. If you lack these things and you claim that you are a believer, you are blind. Because you do not see what God has done for you. You do not see what God is doing in you. You have chosen to be blind. If anyone lacks these things, he's blind. He's constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith. And forgetting his innocence. What is the mystery of our faith? What is the mystery? That we are one in Christ. And they are one with Christ. So if the mystery that is, that is that we are one in Christ, to choose to be blind to kingdom is to choose to be blind to your oneness in Christ and everything that comes with the as-he-is nature of Christ that you have received. Kingdom. But if anyone lacks these things, he is blind, constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence, for his past sins have been washed away. For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. As his own. If you do these things, you will never stumble. As a result, the kingdom's gates will be open wide to you as God choreographs your triumphant entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Messiah. Believe and accept these things. Rest in the revelation of kingdom. So that kingdom's gate will continue to be wide, with you, wide to you. That means you continue to enjoy the pleasures of the as he is nature in Christ. And you become the one that triumphantly enters into the gates of the eternal kingdom. In kingdom, you have the authority over the gates of the kingdom of the enemy. So, as saved sons... As once you who are co-joined with the as he is nature of, of Christ, the gate of hell cannot prevail over you because the, you are in the gate of the kingdom. You are in the triumphant eternal rest of the Father. So you have the as he is authority of Christ to overcome the world. You are in a place, revival has come. You are in a place, victory has come. You are in a place, kingdom has come. Stop looking for 
in prayer what you have received by belief. As long as you are in a place, kingdom has come. We close that with the last declaration today. Are you all ready? Let's declare one more last time. I choose to believe, decree, and declare that I commit my totality to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I commit my totality to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I submit my entirety to the glory of the Father. I submit my entirety to the glory of the Father. I live by the grace of my Lord Jesus Christ. I live by the grace of my Lord Jesus Christ. I live by the love of God. I live by fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I'll repeat that. I live by the love of God. I live by fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I am eternally known by God. I am eternally known by God. I am always God's dwelling and resting place. I repeat that. I am always God's dwelling and resting place. My life produces fruit of God's inheritance. My life produces fruits of God's inheritance. My life is a blissful unfolding testimony of Christ. My life is a blissful unfolding testimony of Christ. God entrusts kingdom responsibilities to me. God entrusts kingdom responsibilities to me. God fulfills kingdom purposes through me and my household. God fulfills kingdom purposes through me and my household. God's judgment is the standard in my heart. God's judgment is the standard in my heart. God's power is on display in my life. God's power is on display in my life. All I am is room for God. All I am is room for God. Every inch of me is every inch of God. Every inch of me is every inch of God. I am the extension of the fullness of God on earth. I am the extension of the fullness of God on earth. I am the extension 
of the fullness of God on earth. This is the declaration of you believers today. As, as we have declared, Father, we agree. We stand in kingdom. We are taking territories for the king. We are taking regions back for the king. We decree that we move into the space. Jesus is in the space. We become the life of Christ in every space that we are in. We transform in light. We transform in life. We transform after the nature of the Father. We decree the production of the fullness of the I am in every space that we are in. We decree the transformative nature of Christ in our atmosphere. We take the region, we take the territories, we take the light, we take all darkness and we produce and we introduce light. All the signs that, that follow our belief, we decree that is manifest unto us in the name of Jesus. Life and godliness is at, is at awakening in our work, awakening in our home, awakening in our hearts, awakening in our lives in the name of Jesus. The testimony of the reality of the Father becomes tangible to us in the name of Jesus. In every space we step into, we are not statistics, we set the bar. We are vital in every space. We are important in every space because the one who is vital and important is in us. The source and root of all life is in us. The creator and the beginning is in us. So if he is in us, we decree that the manifestation of his nature begins to surround us in the name of Jesus. Because we are in a place healing has come. Because we are in a place deliverance has come. Because we are in a place the answers has come. We embody the prayer in the name of Jesus. We become an answer to the requirements of God in every space. He no longer searches in the gap because we are in the gap. He no longer searches for a man because we are in the place. He no longer searches for his image because son is there in the name of Jesus. Jesus. We walk as the fullness of the I am. Our lives are transformed after his nature. Our being is transformed after his will. We walk in the zeal of God. We walk in the fullness of the I am. In the name of Jesus. We are not subject to our situations because we are under the subject of the, subject of the, of the Lord God Almighty. And all things are under him. We, have, we decree our reception. We decree our portion in all things that have been given. Because he gives. All things belong to him. And he freely gives us all things along with Christ. So we decree that we receive our portion in all things everything in all things is, is our portion we decree the manifestation of it in our lives in the name of jesus we call forth our portion of the all things that has been given in christ that the all things that is our own begin to showcase itself in our lives is a year of emergence we will not be statistics we will not be among those that they look and question the nature the power and the presence of god we will showcase his nature in every space we showcase his power in every place and will be fulfillment of his presence in every place in the name of jesus we go forth in life we go forth in glory we go forth in victory and in this week we go forth in testimony in jesus name amen grace is multiplied unto us and we enjoy the love of god as we we fellowship with the holy spirit enjoying the goodness and mercies of god being the indwelling of god and kingdom in every space and revival in every place in jesus name amen love and appreciate you all thank you all for hanging out with us see you all same time tomorrow morning have a blessed day. Keep being kingdom. Keep being power. Keep being the nature of God in every space. You are revival. You are the man in the gap. You are the one God is looking for. Never belittle yourself. And don't let the enemy lie to you. Because kingdom has come. You are in the place. Amen.